I think that's the biggest thing we are celebrating today. He has used his platform in such a productive way, and he's still the sexiest man alive. Hello, and welcome back to the Her Life Blogcast. I'm your host, Rachel Malik. Emma, happy Thanksgiving. I'm so thankful for you and our friendship and the whole Her group. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't have said it better myself. This is our Thanksgiving special, our first annual Michael B. Thankful Thanksgiving special. You heard right. We will be celebrating Michael B. Jordan all episode long. Michael B. People are probably like, why though? (laughs) My, My answer, why not? I mean, here's the thing. If you listen a few weeks ago, me and Abigail talked about the birth of Michael B. Thankful. And it's a simple story. It's this. I was making a poster for our dorm the one day, and I wanted an excuse to print out a very large photo of Michael B. Jordan on Res Hall's dime, and I made it a Thanksgiving decoration just by writing Michael B. Thankful. It really just came to me. I, I don't have another explanation other than that, but it's what I think of when I think of November. And then here we are, minding our own business, already outlining the Michael B. Thankful episode. And we get news, news breaks, that Michael B. Jordan is People's Sexiest Man Alive 2020. <sighs> Damn. So I really think we, I think we manifested it. I really do. Like, we had the energy into the universe. People, is Michael be thankful? Like, he, it's just his time to shine. I'm so happy for Michael. He's not only the sexiest man, but also probably one of the nicest men out there. He, he seems like such a class act. We're going to get into a lot of it. We're going to break down a lot of our favorite pieces of Michael B. Jordan content and really just gush about him. This is like an extended swoon of the week. I'll say swoon of the year. Sexiest man of the year, swoon of the year. They're pretty much the same title as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but anyway, this also like, I just feel the need to validate my love for Michael B. Jordan. It's not a flash in a pan. Like I really want people to know that I, we've been stands from the beginning and to prove that in a small way, we did feature him as a swoon of the week a long time ago, back in this summer, it was episode 24, the killjoy conversation, part one, which we named quote, social justice is sexy. And that's a quote from Kevin Verka about Michael B. Jordan. So that's all the proof you need. We are big fans here. One of our best episodes to date, by the way, I must say. I couldn't agree more. I think it was really strong. It was really good. So before we get into the true Michael B. Jordan deep dive, Michael B. Thankful, let's do her reflections. Emma, do you want to kick us off with your happy of the week? Sure. Well, starting off today, I had a lovely dentist appointment at 9 a.m. And you guys, I love the dentist. I don't know what it is. I think it's because I've kind of secretly always wanted to be a dentist. So I loved going to the dentist. And I absolutely love when they say, Emma, you're doing a great job with the teeth. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you know what? They've been, they took necessary precautions during COVID and everything. And they are heroes through it all. And dang, dentistry. So yeah, that just put me in a good mood at 9 a.m. in the morning. I was like, oh, 9 a.m. dentist appointment. But you know what? I would just like to say, like, I think anybody else in the universe would have a 9 a.m. dentist appointment on a Saturday and they'd be like, ugh, I want to do anything but this. And the fact that that set a positive tone for your day is is thrilling. You're such an optimist. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm proud of your dental hygiene. You do, you do love a good floss pick. <laughs> it's true happy for you. My happy, I want to throw it back a couple weeks because we really like backloaded episodes. So we haven't really done an of the moment episode in a while. So I'm excited. 
you know what I mean? So we didn't get to really comment on the election. So I guess I'll start broadly by saying I'm really, really happy with the results of the election. A lot of people who I love and respect had this, you know, togetherness and just sigh of relief, like, okay, there's still work to be done, obviously, but we can kind of go on more confidently. Hope is alive and well, and I think that was a beautiful thing. But I want to talk a little bit more about where I was when I broke the, when the news broke. So much big news is breaking. Sykes is made alive, Joe Biden, president-elect. But I was literally on my way to meet Emma Spoldy in Stroudsburg for one of our Stroudsburg lunches. And we got the news. I called Emma. We were both just like, I think overwhelmed is the only word to describe. We were like on our way, which again, Stroudsburg is where we went to the Women's March. So that was about a month prior and it was just this really like great demonstration of Pennsylvania Democrats like coming together and a couple of New Jersey ones too, like coming together and just really, you know what I mean? Like embracing this feeling of hope and trying to do everything we could to get the right outcome and then to be in that same exact spot when we learned the news was just a really beautiful full circle for us. And I'm still just really happy that I got to spend that day with you. Oh my gosh. It was a very emotional day too. Cause I think we were also seeing a lot of like social media posts about like New York city and how we were like wishing that we were in, in the city, but I think it also meant a lot that we were together too. So it was just, it was a very beautiful thing. I would say. Yeah. And very fitting that a month earlier we were just totally. kind of like campaigning together, you know? So it was a really thousand nice. percent. No, it, it, you're right. And I think I would have been so sad if I was just home by myself seeing all the New York happiness that was happening like I wanted to be dancing in the streets in New York obviously we both did but we couldn't but I think the next best thing was at least being together and having our own little celebration the thing about Pennsylvania is like there wasn't as much camaraderie in the streets of Stroudsburg you weren't exactly sure where everyone stood (laughs) but at least we didn't know really what to do exactly like I didn't know if I should be like high-fiving people in the streets I mean you shouldn't because like keep your distance but like do you know what I'm saying I didn't know what the vibe really was but at least we had each other. It was a great day. We did a wine tasting. There was a DJ on the streets. Like there was still a celebratory air to the day. It was so fun. So that was fun. That was November 7th, a day that will live in infamy, not infamy, celebration. It was a great day. It was a great day and I'm happy to have experienced it. I'm still happy about that. Let's move on now to our E and we are, this is the programming change that we will be doing going forward on the show. Instead of E being excited, we're changing it to E standing for energized. What is energizing you right now? That's a question Kevin Verga asks us a lot in our group chat. And I just think it's a great question. I think you learn a lot about people. It's good to check in with yourself. What is giving the energy in this moment? So I'm going to ask you, Emma, what is energizing you right now? So I know it might sound really cheesy, but it's like the Christmas spirit and holiday. I don't know. There's just something about it that like kind of just motivates me to push through whether there's long hours for work or something, that there's something greater or something more spiritual to be after rather than just kind of like work and just like nothing to look forward to. So I'm really excited for the Christmas season. And for me, like very thankful as well, huh? thankful um, <laughs> that like my family's also just like very happy around that season as well. And we're just very joyful that we get to spend that time together, even if it's over Zoom, et cetera. So I'm just very energized by that. And it's just keeping me motivated to get through kind of like this month as sad as that sounds, but um, I'm excited. I think that's so true. Excited, energized. (laughs) Excited, energized. No, they fit. It goes hand in hand. And I think that's a great pick because there's something unique about this year. I don't know if you heard. It's kind of been a different year. It's kind of been sad in a lot of ways. And I think 
the holidays are just something that everybody can get behind. I think often you, there's like the push and pull behind, like wait for after Thanksgiving and then start your Christmas celebrations. I don't think people really had that reaction. Like I haven't seen any pushback to the early Christmas celebrations. So I think we all just kind of need a win, right? Like we all just need to yeah. feel <laughs> happy and Christmas and holidays does that for a lot of people. I'm certainly one of them. You're certainly one of them. So I think that's a great, great pick for our first Her Life Energized of the Week. Good one, Em. Going along with the holiday season, I've been doing a lot of holiday shopping. And something I want to kind of hold myself accountable for and to challenge myself, I guess, is to do a lot of small business shopping this Mm -hmm. year. I think we all have just a lot of power with the money that we spend. And if you can put that towards a business that you believe in or somebody that you believe in and want to see succeed, that's always a good thing. So the thing that is energizing me right now is just seeing all the young people that I maybe went to school with, graduated with, who are out here starting their own shops, whether it's on Etsy or some kind of merch shop for their art, and just seeing them go for it. It's something that's so heartwarming to see, and I want to support them. So I don't know. I'll shout out Maddie Rizzo. She was on the show, and she has an art shop, which is a great- Oh my gosh. I love her stuff. She does I want to buy like every single print of hers. I'm like, That's oh. insane. Like she just has such fun stuff. So like if you can make your friend happy with one of those purchases and your money's going to help a young artist like get her start right out of graduation, that's such a phenomenal thing. And it's energizing, right? Like to see her fulfilling her dreams and starting off in this way. So I would encourage everybody to do that. You know, spend your money wisely and help fulfill a dream. What a beautiful thing. Okay, let's move on to realization, shall we? Emma, what have you realized this week? journaling is a great thing. I used to always want to be a journaling person, always wanted to implement that in my routine, but I always found it frustrating. I just never really got into it. Um, Maybe because I just didn't have the time, etc. or didn't want to have the time for it. Um, So I was often frustrated by it. But for the month of November, I started journaling every single day, either morning or night or both. Um, And it's really been it's been really nice. Like even if you say like one word or like a sentence, that's really just all you need. At least you're still doing something for that. It's almost like a little meditation um, practice for me. So um, journaling was a really great thing. It doesn't have to be so detailed. I think that's what I was afraid of as well. Um, But it could even just be a drawing. So it's been really reassuring and I hope to continue it. I think that's great. No, that was your November intention and it was fun to watch you set it and then follow through with it and to see the growth, right? Because I think like we all have been going through like weird pockets of strange emotions and like mental health has been strange these last couple months, especially. So if you can do something that's proactive in that regard is great. And I am taking notes. I will, I'm going to hopefully do that for December. I think I'm going to lock it in. I want to journal every day in December because I've never done that. Honestly, Emma, and it frustrates me and I'm like embarrassed to admit, the only time I ever journal is when it's about boys. That is so annoying because there is so much more to me than the romantic relationships that I may or may not be in. I'm not in, but like, do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think if you, if someone were to read my journal, it looks so, like I look so dumb, not dumb, but just like I'm annoyed that like that is what I like that's what I choose to write about. There's so much. There's so much. I know that definitely came across during November. I was like, okay, let me try to do another topic. But also if it's on your mind, I'm like, you know what? No one else is reading it. So true. Let so yourself just, be free. Yeah. Let yourself be free. Who cares if it every single journal entry is about a boy? The same boy. <laughs> the same boy. The Who same cares? heartbreak. Just kidding. <laughs> 
But I also think like there's, it, it's helpful to even vent to yourself. I found that yeah. like, I feel like when I go through all the regular people who I've vent to and I'm like, okay, I already told the story. I, I said all there is to say, like, I don't want to put them through it anymore. Like it helps to just write it to myself and you feel the same cathartic feeling. So journal about the boys. I, I retract what I just said. I'm going to only journal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's a really good one. And I'm picking it up for December. I'm locking it in. Thank you, Emma. Okay. My realization this week is the effectiveness of mantras. I've never really been one to be into mantras and I'm still not like, I'll wake up in the morning and look myself in the mirror and like say my mantra kind of thing. But it's like, I changed my phone background to a mantra. May I ask what it is? You don't have to share it if you don't no, want I, to. No, I want to share it. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> accept and transcend. I know exactly which one that is. And it rang a bell because we kind of came up with our own mantra. Yeah. But it was a couple of years ago now. The mantra is this, acknowledge and dismiss. All about acknowledging a feeling that you're having, probably a negative one. Acknowledging the way it's impacting you, the way it makes you feel. And dismissing the feeling. You are more than that one thing that is bringing you down in the moment. There's more to your life than that boy. No, I'm just kidding. So you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So acknowledge and dismiss. This one came across my Instagram feed. It was probably a we the urban post because what else? I can picture it right now, Rach. I can picture it. And it said accept and transcend. And I think that's very similar. It's probably a little broader, but it's just a nice way. You can't control everything. You can be proactive and you can do the things you need to do, but you can only control so much. We must accept and transcend. Even when you say it, like, it's like almost like a breathing exercise as well. It's like, ah, it it, it helps you. It helps you. It totally does. So I think I'm just trying to keep that in the back of my mind because, and like Emma and I have talked about this, like this, this week in particular, it was kind of just a bad week. And I just think there was so much that I was so, I was getting so down on myself about these things that I don't know, like they didn't work out, but what are you going to do? Like I, I did all I could do, accept and transcend, acknowledge and dismiss. So I think I'm just trying to like, reframe my mind everything happens for a reason all of those tried and true things really do help and I'm excited to enter a new week with a new mindset okay let's move on to content catch-up obviously we're going to talk about some Michael B. Jordan content coming up soon but I want to kick us off with a few other things I've been watching and then I'll pass it over to Em and I can't wait to tell you about a new movie that I just watched on Netflix. It's called Rebecca. Have you seen oh, this trailer? Heard of it? No, not at all, but I like the people in it. Yes. So it stars Lily James, who is one of my favorite actresses. I know and love her from Mamma Mia 2 and fell in love with her in that role. So I love everything she does. I think she's a stunning woman, a great actress, and I just think she's so cool. I just love Lily James. It's her and Army Hammer, which whew, we could get into Army Hammer. He's a swoon of the week for another week, but holy cow. So I was with my sister. We watched it. It's spooky. I don't know if spooky is the right word. It's creepy. It looks like a thriller dark. mystery set back in like the 50s-ish, I want to say. Man who owns this huge estate. Very, very rich man who's, who's a widower. His wife passed away. His wife was Rebecca. And then he meets this new woman. They fall in love. They get married. And she moves into the home that Rebecca built. Not built physically, but like made a home. You know what I'm saying? And so just working with like the staff of that estate not being Rebecca, but trying to fill Rebecca. It was so interesting and it was, it gets really creepy and there's a mystery involved and like it turns into kind of a courtroom drama. It is so captivating and the cast alone is reason enough to watch it. I would definitely recommend Rebecca. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. So that's one. Um, On a very different note, I also watched, started watching like some cheesy Christmas movies, which I love, but I, I, I just have to say Operation Christmas Drop, which is the new Netflix one. 
sucks. It was bad. It was not the good kind of cheesy. Like I wasn't even rooting for the romance by the end of it. Both of the characters annoyed me for their own reasons. I wasn't even happy when they kissed. Like I got nothing out of it. Don't waste your time. Have you seen it? That's good to know. No, no, no. I honestly, I have not really. I've more perused Hulu lately. So I really have to go back on I am a Hulu girl, so. I'm honestly happy for you. Oh, wait, speaking of Hulu, that's another thing I forgot to mention. I didn't put this in the outline, but we have to talk about a teacher. Oh, that's okay. Yes. I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't have much to say other than I'm also hooked. That's what I think. I think they're like building this mysterious kind of intro. I will say, I think it's so, so annoying of Hulu to do these weekly releases. Just give us the show. Let us binge it. I think so many people are going to fall off the wagon. They're not going to, they're not going to stick it out because who's going to watch every single, it's not how we watch content anymore, especially in quarantine. What are they thinking? That was so dumb. They lost so many viewers. People would have binged that show in one night and you would have got the same kind of reviews and hype that Emily and Paris got. Like that would have been the effect of this show had they released it all at the same time. And they didn't do that. Drop the ball, Hulu. It's kind of slow to begin with, so. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm I like, agree with that. I mean, but is, is what I just said true? I'm not sure because I'm definitely going to watch. Like, I am hooked. But I'm probably yeah. going to wait, like, a month until a bunch of episodes are, so that I could binge again. Like, that's probably my approach. Show. I'm just going to say it. It's, it's sexy. sexy it's sexy. It makes you want to text I mean, it's shirt. bad. It's really bad. But, like, <laughs> it's really bad. But. <laughs> no, it's, there's something sexy about it. My thing is, like, why does it always have to be an English teacher? This just furthers the narrative that English is, like, a dumb language to study, which it's not. But I'm just saying, like, why couldn't it be, like, a calculus professor? <laughs> <laughs> so this happens, though, in real life. Like, in... Yeah, I know, but not just female English teachers. No, I know that. I know that. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. It's wild. Anyway, okay. I will definitely be watching. I'm curious to see where it all goes. It looks very dramatic. I watched, like, the second half of the season trailer and it looks yeah. very dramatic so I will be <laughs> tuning in we'll probably talk more about that wow this turned into quite the content catch up anything else that I didn't hit Emma that you've been watching um well I, I did put something down it's one tree hill okay yeah Emma yeah you said this before <laughs> but I don't know I was just watching it before and I'm like wow this puts me in a really great mood like it makes me feel like I'm in high school again, but really, who had that much drama in high school? But anyways, as in, like, me watching it as a high schooler. Anyways, also love the characters. Yeah, it's just so, yeah. Nathan Scott. Mm-hmm. I love Nathan Scott. <laughs> if we could talk about the other Scott brother for just a second, this is the perfect segue. Lucas Scott, obviously portrayed by the Chad Michael Murray, which we've had nothing but good things to say about on this show thus far. M- I'm not saying my opinion changed, but I saw this actor in a new light based on a role he played in a Michael B. Jordan film, oh. and that is my segue. Chad Michael Murray was in Fruitvale Station, which doing? was Michael B. Jordan's, like, Kickstarter role, wouldn't you say? Like, it really put him on the scene. Yeah. It was a Sundance film that mm-hmm. won a ton of awards and put him on the map. But Chad Michael Murray played the cop. Really? Yeah, that was literally Chad Michael Murray. I wasn't sure, like, I saw him and I was like, it can't be. Is it him? Is it him? And then he talked and his voice is, like, very, I, I know that voice anywhere. Oh. So I was like, oh, my God, it made me, oh. I was, like, mad that he had to play that role. But, I mean, oh. I think kudos to Chad Michael Murray for taking on a more significant and this ain't no rom-com, you know what I'm saying? This is a far cry from anything he had done previously. So I think it you know, showed him in a different light, but I just hated that he had to play such a bad, bad character 
because it just made me sad. But worlds colliding, Chad Michael Murray and Michael B. Jordan. There you go. I know. So that leads us into Michael Be Thankful, the section of this episode that we will dedicate to Mike. Can we call him Mike? I don't know. He, I don't see him as a Mike. It's just funny to think of his friends calling him Mike. So, Mike, let's talk about him. I'll start with just a few maybe awards that he has won to kind of set the scene and show that this isn't just a super hot guy. Make no mistake, he is a super hot guy. And I think that's why he's on my radar in the first place, if I'm being honest. But... There's so much substance to the roles he takes and the social justice work that he is doing right now, obviously with the ginormous platform, in part because of his hotness, but we'll get into it. So we mentioned this at the top of the episode. The biggest thing to start, he was just named People's Sexiest Man Alive. Round of applause. What a great choice. I cannot think of a sexier guy. And he noted in that interview that the women in his family are proud of him for this one. They said that his grandmother (laughs) and his mom and his aunt had always like collected those magazines, always pay close attention to who the sexiest man alive is for a very long time. And now it's their very own Michael B. Jordan. That has to be so cool. In that article, people wrote, the driven and compassionate actor who will next star in Tom Clancy's Without Remorse is doing more than his fair share to help change the world. And I think that's what we're going to focus on for most of this conversation. He's not just a hot guy. He's not just a hot guy actor. He is actively changing many things about the world we live in. And that's this beautiful thing. I just want to say one more thing. I have a quote from Denzel Washington, who wrote Michael B. Jordan's blurb in the 2020 Time 100 list. So Michael B. Jordan was on the list of the 100 most influential people in 2020. So like, again, this is validated. Like he is an important person. We're not just saying this. So Denzel wrote, the, also Denzel Fordham guy, go Rams. He said, I remember watching Fruitvale Station and thinking, who is this kid? Michael B. Jordan just has a presence and an energy and a talent that stands out. It's refreshing. What I've learned about him in the short time I've known him has led me to admire his work ethic, his intensity, and his desire for excellence. He is a go-getter. From the roles he chooses, including his powerful portrayal of civil rights attorney Brian Stevenson in 2019's Just Mercy, to the way he uses his production company, outlier society to push the cause of representation in Hollywood forward. He already is a force in front of the camera, but he's going to be in an even bigger force behind the scenes. When it comes to Michael, we should all expect the unexpected. I'm happy to be a small part in his journey, and I can't wait to see how it's going to turn out. He's the next generation, and it's good to know we're in good hands. Isn't that beautiful? That is very beautiful. And imagine, like, Denzel Washington saying that about you. I kind of wanted to, like, put it in a frame and, like, hang it up. It's so beautiful. No, I feel like it's like very inspiring. You know what I mean? I just think like, I can't imagine because I think Denzel is a figure that so many actors look up to. He's just one of those big forces in the industry that like his approval means a lot when you are Michael B. Jordan. And so for him to write this about you, I just can't imagine the honor that that bestows upon you and like really validates the work that you're doing. Okay. The only other thing I think I really want to say before we dive into your stuff, Em, is that Michael B. Jordan also is a force in the fashion industry. So he's really just dipping his toe into a lot of different fields here. He is Coach's first global menswear ambassador. I so love if you look that. on his Instagram, he has a ton like partnerships with Coach. Every time there's a new line or anything, he is the face. And that's great for Coach. I mean, if you're a coach, you're looking pretty good right now. Like, man alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was a good deal. So whoever's doing the PR over at Coach is doing a phenomenal job. Way to pick like way to pick them. And also, he has some kind of partnership with PlayStation, which I'm sure is also great right now, too, because the PS5 just came out. Like, 
Michael B. Jordan is a good guy to have in your corner right now <laughs> in any industry. So shout out to those, to those brands. I don't know. Thriving. Thriving. <laughs> I just love him. So I'm just so happy for him. Like I want nothing but success for Michael B. Jordan. You have oh to get God. a cardboard cut out. I really do. I think if I had one, like he, like a mini one would be so cute. I know. And also like he would totally be like, if we're talking celebrity dinner party, like he is at any celebrity dinner party I am throwing. Oh yeah. He is so, like, he checks every single box. Like, you don't, oh, my God. I'm telling you guys. I told Emma before we started this, like, I saw Creed in theaters. I'll say it again. I saw Creed in theaters. That is a real fan. Like, these half-ass fans aren't going to see Creed in theaters. They're waiting until it comes out on Amazon Prime and not me. I paid money for that ticket, and I would do it again. I would do it again. I love him. I'm Michael B. Thankful. So that's my little preface about Michael B. Thankful. Now we're just going to run through some standout projects, interviews, tidbits that we've learned about Michael over the years and why we're thankful for them. I think it's obvious why we're thankful for Michael B. Jordan at this point, but we'll just keep driving it home because it's a Thanksgiving special. I'm so happy. So um, do you want to kick us off? So I always watch Vogue's 73 questions with so-and-so actor, actresses, musicians, etc. So the basis is they follow these celebrities around, usually it's their house, one of their many houses, um, uh, basically doing what they do every single day, which is kind of nice to like put them back into like normal life and they're just normal people. Um, so this was really fun to see uh, Michael B. Jordan and he has the beautiful home and he, it, it was at his like parents' house too. So it was it's very kind. So really, I'm just going to spit out some random facts I that I never knew. Sure, I'm going to be circling back to changing the world aspect. His middle name, so Michael B. Jordan, right? B right. stands for Bukhari, which is Swahili, and it means noble promise. Okay. So basically how I interpret it, that is he always talks about that he wants to basically have world domination. He said this in the interview, world domination, and he, that he wants to leave his mark on the world, make a difference, etc. Noble promise, one who succeeds. I think it's very fitting. Absolutely. So I thought that was really beautiful to see. Anyways, um, he is definitely a family man. His hero is his dad, and he loves his mom's cooking, which again, I think it just shows like, again, he's a very kind individual, like at heart. I don't think he's like a lot of these actors and actresses um, who kind of just put up a front as mm-hmm. that's kind of mean to say, but like, no, I think, I think that's a lot fair. Of do that. And he was 12 years old when he started acting. Imagine a 12 year old Michael B. Jordan. Like I would love to so just cute. look back. Oh, so what a guy. And then I know we always kind of talk about like dating and stuff. And he was asked yes. like, what do you, what are your date tips? Or like, what do you always do on a date? Which I thought was a great question. Great question. He says he always gets the tab first for first date and that she never touches the doorknob love that very sweet from now on if i ever touch a doorknob on a date x shame on you (laughs) michael b would never (laughs) i know um so then i also saw another interview by gq and it was labeled michael b jordan and jamie fox have an epic conversation which i didn't know but jamie fox and michael b jordan are very close they're um they said they've been good friends for about 10 years now which is a beautiful thing again he's just a beautiful person in and out (laughs) anyways jamie fox kind of goes into saying 
that a lot of people criticized him that early in his career, people would say that he's only doing like these black characters. And for him, he's like, okay, sure, these are stereotypical characters, but also diversity in Hollywood, very difficult to get into other characters. So he basically said he doesn't want to do these stereotypical characters and that he just wants to do characters and not be put in a box, which I thought very brave of him, especially early on in his career, before kind of people were talking about the issue of diversity in Hollywood, right? If I could just jump in, like, because it's also true, like, now I think we associate Michael B. Jordan so strongly for sure representation and all of that but right like think about someone who is just about to make it in the industry there's so much riding on these first few roles right to like Mm -hmm. solidify your place in hollywood you really just need a foot in the door and he was like no 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 i'll stay outside the door and wait until i can enter as a whole human being you know what i mean with the full characterization that he deserves as the actor that he is so yes just i don't think we could talk about that enough like that's it's epic And I think also it's very difficult probably for like a young actor to kind of have that thought because you probably just want to take a role because it's like your first role, et cetera. But like you said, like wait until you find that perfect role. So again, I think that speaks volumes to his character, his morals. And I also think like shout out to all the actors who are in this stage where they're still not known. They don't have a name yet that is recognizable that's getting them the roles who are still seeking out jobs under that same criteria you know like not just taking the gimme roles of the stereotypical characters and waiting because I think that's way easier said than done you know what I mean when you have maybe a family to support there's so many things that could play into that so I think shout out to everyone whose time has not yet come I hope that it does I hope that it gets easier in all industries frankly you know what I mean Exactly. He said, I told my agents I want to go out for all Caucasian roles and I'll take those roles and make it me Yeah I, I mean, that's, that's killer. Wonderfully said. And then I guess to, they talked a lot about um, Fruitvale Station as well. Like Rachel said, one of his, his breakout role, I would, I would say. say, probably. And he said it was his first intentional move where I had the choice mm-hmm. um, to kind of choose this character. And again, a very important character. I think you can talk a little bit more about it, Rachel, but police brutality and kind of what's been going on with um, the Black community and culture. Yeah, so this happened, it's based on a true story about Oscar Grant III, and he, it was essentially a story of being in the wrong place at the wrong time, that's really what it boils down to. It was um, New Year's Eve, I think 2008, and he died on New Year's Day because he was shot in the back by a police officer after doing nothing wrong. Like, it was just, it's insane to watch, and it's it's a quick movie, it's under 90 minutes, and I think the impact that it has in such a short time. It's just, it's incredible. I think the storytelling was, I mean, I'm not the first to say this. This movie has won every award there is to win and for good reason. I think, I don't know. It's one of those striking things. Definitely a piece of Killjoy content. It's not just like a chill out and watch this movie for escapism. Like it's very meaningful. And I just think so often we want to be like, oh, but at least we've come this far. And then you watch something like this and it's like, here we are over a decade later and we're having the same discussions. So I think to watch Michael B. Jordan's career evolve and for him to be taking on these bigger roles within that same context of, you know, prompting conversation about police brutality and about reform, prison reform and everything. It's cool to watch him grow as an actor and as an activist, even if the issues themselves are still very much apparent as Mm -hmm. much now as they were 10 years ago. And it's cool to watch him evolve within that structure and bring more people to his level of awareness. 
Yeah. And a little bit more background. Um, it's obviously very difficult to kind of take on this leading role, especially since it was, like you mentioned, um, a more independent movie in the beginning. So, of course, like when you first pitch it to an actor, it's like, okay, it's an independent movie. It's not going to like break that role. Great thing that he did it because obviously, for sure, big move. But actually, a month prior to filming, also they did this in like three weeks, this movie. Wow. Yeah. Maybe even less than that. But the Trayvon Martin killing happened. And he said that this was a way to tell people how he was feeling and kind of a way to express himself. And also, while they were filming this, they got the call for Creed. Yeah, so it was just like, man. That's incredible. See, it's just, and it's like doors open doors open doors. Like one thing leads to another. And now I think Creed really did give him the level of star power that allowed him to be even more picky with the roles he was taking. And it's cool to watch. Because that, that's the most offbeat thing he's really done. We're going to run through a couple other films at the end. And I mean, nine times out of ten, it's a heavy role. So I don't know. And also like, I think an interesting conversation to have if I ever meet Michael B. Jordan would be to talk about, I guess, the mental health that goes into portraying these, I mean, these movies are deep and traumatic to watch, let alone experience and portray in the way that he is. I just can't, I don't know. I imagine, I wonder what that toll is like. I think in one of the interviews where I was reading up on it, his Black Panther role was actually yeah. one of his most difficult roles. Huh. Yeah, I think just to be in, like you said, in that mentality, yeah. in that space for a very long time. Because he was um, evil in that, right? He very that evil. Guy. Very evil. Very evil. I haven't seen Black Panther. I'll watch it. Would I? I don't think you would. I just wanted to say, <laughs> I just want you to support him, but like, I don't think you would I would like watch it for him, but yeah, okay. I don't think it's my, it's not my it's brand not of movie, cup of but tea. It's he is my way though. in. Oh, what a handsome guy. But inter- yeah. that's interesting. See, it just proves the point. Like, he's such a good person. It's hard for him to be evil. <laughs> I love him so much. What a guy. Michael B. I'm going to talk about a recent endeavor by Michael B. Jordan. As recently as last month, this all went underway. So I'm excited to share. He started a film festival of his own called the Social Justice Now Film Festival. And he launched that, like I said, very recently. I have a couple quotes. The festival will feature a program of narrative documentary features, short films, and new media projects that align with discussions on topics such as police brutality, uh, criminal justice reform, income disparity, healthcare reform, and voter reform, all led by the preeminent voices in their respective spaces. So that's according to their website. We're going to link all of this and put places to donate because it's a great initiative. But He's also, you know, working in a lot of social media. Obviously, like, you can't get to the crowds and the numbers that film festivals are known for in a time like this, in a society like this. So the online structure of this festival has been significant. There's lots of online petitions, educational resources, and other interactive components to the festival that really put an emphasis, as it was in its height, on, you know, activating people around the November 2020 election, which we talked about. Well, that it turned out good. So, like... Thanks, Michael B., for helping us out on that front, too. Like, your efforts are not going unnoticed. So it's just, it's a cool timeline thing, I think. And obviously came to be in the heat of all of the Black Lives Matter stuff that was happening this summer. So I don't know. Again, just using your platform, I think that's my biggest takeaway for him. The festival ran, like I said, October 21st through 25th. And it headlined Fruitvale Station, which we've talked about, and Just Mercy, which was his more recent role, Brian Stevenson. 
which we talked about again in that Killjoy content series. So you can go back if you want to hear our thoughts on that movie, but two very different sides to the coin, one time playing the victim and one playing the guy who was the mouthpiece for the victims and trying to change that tide. So I don't know. He's a wonderful person to like put your weight behind and to be a fan of. Like he is someone who you can totally just support and I'm happy to do that. I don't know. Yeah, that was his latest kind of initiative and then he became People's Sexiest Man. (laughs) He wants to change the world. It's literally in his name. (laughs) Literally in his name. I'm so glad you brought that fact because it's true. He like he is living out his name. I know. Noble. There is no nobler cause. That you brought up a really great point that he usually does these very serious roles, but I feel like, which you might do an honorable mention. So we can, only, let's run through. Let's talk about sure. some of the other roles that we haven't hit yet. I was going to say, like, really, the other role that is more, like, fun, et cetera, is that awkward moment, which I don't do you didn't see, right? Listen. It's with Zac Efron. Okay, I talked about this film back when I did my Zach Brack because okay. that awkward moment was oh, in yeah. the Zach Brack as Zach Efron. It was in the running for Zach Efron's hottest film. And I lied in that Zach Brack because I said, I was like, oh my God, I forgot this movie existed. Like, what a, what a film does that? I've never seen this movie. I didn't know this movie existed. Like, I just pretended because I wanted people to like think that I knew more Zach Efron films than I guess I really did. But what a star that I cast. I mean, Michael B. Jordan, Zach Efron, and Miles Teller. Those are bi- big names. What a flop of a movie from what I know from you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really enjoy it, but maybe like I wasn't at the age to enjoy it and I thought it was just kind of ridiculous. I mean, either way, it's not a classic. Like nobody would say it's a classic film for any of those actors. So yeah, I think that was him like trying out the rom-com kind of thing, but... I think he would be great at a rom-com though. I could totally see... Can I tell you like my dream cast? Didn't. It would be Michael B. Jordan and Issa Rae. Wouldn't that be killer? Because she's they would be a beautiful couple. They would be beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> they would be. I can't like that would be so fun to watch. I think they would really. Maybe they could fall in love in real life. Wait, maybe like I'm setting this up. Let's manifest that. That would be such a good couple because she's funny, but then she showed us in the photograph that she could be like a serious, more dramatic, romantic actress. And now Michael B. Jordan can do anything. So I would love to see them as a little like activist couple changing the world together and I don't know good just, point. you don't really see Michael B. Jordan the tabloids though do you know what I mean like I, no, he's like, I think he's like too serious he's not <laughs> do you know what I'm saying like I truly I truly think he has established for himself a level of a serious also privacy privacy and also just people take him very seriously because of the roles he portrays like I think that has trickled down into Michael B. Jordan himself He's the next Denzel Washington. He's the next Denzel. Well, you know, he doesn't have to be the next Denzel Washington. He can be his own. The first Michael B. There you go. And also, something we haven't talked about yet, his name is Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, his name is literally, like... This is actually a good point to make. Like, he has been set up in so many ways (laughs) to be compared to other people, whether it's his father, Michael Jordan, his father isn't Michael Jordan. His father's name is also Michael Jordan, but his father isn't the Michael Jordan. That's important. To, I'm sorry. But, like, his father's name Michael Jordan. I'm sure there's comparison in the family, blah, blah, blah. And then Michael Jordan, the athlete. Like, your name is literally Michael Jordan. Okay. Then you have these figures like Denzel, Jamie Foxx, who he's closely associated with because of their friendships and the professional relationships that they have. And yet, nobody's making these comparisons. Do you know what I mean? He he truly stands out as his own force in Hollywood. 
And I think that's the biggest thing we are celebrating today because he has, I just, I can't emphasize this enough. Like he has used his platform in such a productive way and he's still the sexiest man alive. I'm so happy for Michael B. Jordan. Michael be thankful. Just happy to be here. Okay. Let's highlight some other roles. We touched on Black Panther. That was box office sensation. Like we've never seen before. He was very close to Chadwick Boseman. So that was, I mean, sad to see him reacting to that. I'm sure that's got to be a really hard thing to deal with in light of everything that's happening. I just can't imagine because of the impact of that movie and the representation that it initiated within the Marvel universe and Hollywood at large. So that was huge. Great for him to be a part of that, obviously. Just Mercy, we talked about a million times. He won an NAACP Image Award for his performance in that film. So he is widely recognized. He obviously played Adonis Creed in all of the Creed movies, super hot, and a little bit more mainstream. But Kevin made a great point about this when we talked about the Killjoy content. That's reimagining the Rocky story from the Black perspective. It's giving more perspectives into these well-known, beloved stories, and that is very significant. Um, He was also in Fahrenheit 451. HBO did a movie adaptation of the classic novel a couple years ago, 2018. The only other thing I have on my honorable mention list is Friday Night Lights, which I haven't seen, but you have because you love a teen drama. I Yes, but the thing is, though, I only watched really, like, the first season, so I'm not really a true. I think Hannah might. The Friday Night Lights. Is the Friday Night Lights. Yeah, but he was on that, so that was another, like, solidifying him, got some experience. Like I said, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say. I worry that this episode sounds a little all over the place because on the one hand he's the highest guy and on the other it's like he's doing these really phenomenally important things so it's hard to talk about those two things at the same time but you can't talk about Michael B. Jordan without talking about those two things. Well that's what makes him hot. Exactly. So I think we I mean also like his facial structure and the way that his like the way that he looks (laughs) makes him hot as well but like I know what you're saying and I just think wow what an interesting place intersection that he occupies. Again, it's my entryway in for a lot of growth, personal growth and knowledge. Like I've learned a lot through Michael B. Jordan and God, is it good to look at him? I love Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. <laughs> so that just about wraps us up for that. If you guys have a favorite Michael B. Jordan film, be sure to let us know and tell us why you're Michael B. Thankful for it. Um, in general, I just think I'm excited for the way that media is progressing into a place of knowledge and growth. Michael B. Jordan represents that for me. Okay, let's wrap out this episode with a little round of what are you thankful for besides Michael B. Jordan. Emma, do you want to kick us off? I would say I'm very thankful, especially during this quarantine time, to be in a safe environment where I could easily kind of go to my dad's without having to worry about kind of infection, sickness, etc. But also I'm also available to go to my mom's house and I have like a car etc so I'm very thankful for the means to do that which I know many people around the world right now do not have the means to do that so I'm very just thankful and grateful and to be in this safe space that's beautiful that's a great thing to be thankful for I'm thankful firstly for my health I'm really thankful to be healthy right now again a lot of people aren't also for my family who has sacrificed our normal Thanksgiving plans. I mean, we didn't do what we normally do and we're staying home having a very low key. I'm happy that we're all able to sacrifice these traditions and start new ones for the sake of keeping everybody safe and healthy because that is ultimately the most important thing. So thankful for that and for everyone's understanding for that. I hope everyone's just having safe holidays all around. 
let's let's wrap up. I know I said wrap up in the last segment. Let's truly wrap up now mm-hmm. with some December intention setting, which is the new thing we like to do. It started Emma's journaling journey. And that's, I think, where I'm going to pick right up. One of mine is for December to start journaling. I want to journal every single day. We'll see how many boy drama entries I have next month. I'll let you know. And the only other thing I think I want to circle back to my realization, I want to continue to acknowledge and dismiss, to accept and transcend, try to differentiate what I can and cannot control, and, you know, choose my reaction accordingly. For me, I think, again, going back to changing the E to energizing. And we always say this to each other, like we have a very specific energy to us and it could be a lot for some people. Right. Okay. Uh, Anyways, continue surrounding myself with people who accept my energy. Yes. Yes. My mom said this to me once when I was like, oh, they think I'm annoying. Like I was talking about someone who just like didn't like me because I can be annoying to a certain type of person. And she was like, Rachel, those people just aren't your people. If you're too much for them, they're not enough for you. And I wrote that on a sticky note, and I have that hanging in my room still. I think it's a really powerful thing. That's all we got. I think anything else you want to say about Michael B. Jordan? Okay. We'll get a cutout for you. Don't worry. One day. One year. Now I'm expecting it. One of birthdays. <laughs> oh, we are so Michael B. thankful. If you guys like what you're hearing, make sure to follow us on Spotify or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to rate and review. If you want us to do a Michael Be Thankful next year, this is your way to let us know. You can also find us on Instagram at her.blog.life. And while you're there, please reshare the Michael Be Thankful IGTV that we put out. And hopefully, he'll see it. I put mascara on for this today. I want Michael to see it. I want him to be proud of us. Follow us on Instagram there. You can find blog posts at herbloglife.online. And for behind-the-scenes videos of recordings like this one, just search my name, Rachel Malik, on YouTube. They're unedited. It's super fun. You get a lot of bonus content. And it's just a good time. <laughs> we, love, we love to see you guys in the YouTube. So, yeah, that's all I got. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'm Emma Spoldy. And I'm Rachel Malik. This has been the Her Life Blogcast.